And I'm Donna Carter. And you're listening to Grow on the Go. And we're sitting in a blanket fort staring at each other again. I'm uh, totally no, no, sure what no, to no. say. Oh, I you were going to say something? I was going to say I'm something. Sorry. Have you... We were talking at supper about how leggings are kind of like the the wardrobe choice that we go to most days because who goes anywhere right well for me it's mostly that like i wear pants at home like pants like real pants big kid pants that aren't leggings i don't consider leggings pants i wear them out of necessity no judgment if you love leggings go nuts just you wear pants at home yeah even during COVID, when you're working at home and i mean everything at home yeah usually Hmm. i just I gotta wash my sweatpants sometime. <laughs> I don't do sweatpants, but I do leggings or yoga pants a lot. Um, and I've gotten so used to wearing them, I'm not sure I'm ever gonna be able to stand a pair of jeans again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing jeans right now. The only reason I don't wear jeans more often is that they don't consistently fit me right now. Mm. I have one pair that that fits, uh, and I'm wearing them right now, hmm. which yes, I'm sure means a whole lot to you, the listener. <laughs> well, I saw a meme that I thought was hilarious and said, now that I've lived through an actual plague, I understand why Renaissance painters depicted naked fat people lying around on couches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, I think most of us are pretty excited for social connection right now. Yeah. Uh, but when life is normal, maybe our instinct is to get a bit lazy about friendship. I'm actually notoriously lazy for friendship. This was recently a conversation I had with my sister. Um, we were talking about how introverted I am, and I would consider myself an extreme introvert. In- an extreme introvert uh i'm very outgoing i'm very talkative so people don't believe me people mm-hmm. think i'm an extrovert it drives me but bananas. it has to do with how you recharge yeah. and how you process yeah. life and i need actually uh, my boss <laughs> every so often she'll give me good news and i'll be like oh that's awesome and she'll be like aren't you excited and i'm like yeah this is my excited, this is my excited. Face. which is crazy because like I, I am so like boisterous, but like it just doesn't sound any different from how I normally talk. Poor thing. <laughs> she's she's always kind of bummed and I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> um, yeah, so I very much recharge by myself and I've always considered myself to be like extremely introverted. My sister went like, I don't think you're as introverted as you think you are. I just think you sort of struggle to initiate plans and which is true more than anything it doesn't occur to me to initiate plans because i'm perfectly happy by myself Hmm. and so i remember that when you were a little kid i i would i tried to pray a friend into the neighborhood for eh. you because i really wanted you to have friends and but and you were like (laughs) i don't need them friends whatever whatever yeah that's fine well and kendall my sister is very very extroverted yes and desperately needs friends needs friends i don't i mean I, i i do like every human does but, like, I'm actually doing okay. I miss my friends, but I'm doing okay at mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it doesn't really occur to me to reach, reach out and go, like, hey, do you want to do something today? Because, like, I'm just as happy to stay home and work on whatever DIY project I've recently gotten myself right. into. Um, and Which at the moment is, is like a neon signage. Isn't yeah, it? it's, a neon, sort of it's neon, a neon sign. Neon yeah, it's not. A few people have been like, where did you get the neon gas? I'm like, nowhere. It's not actual neon. It's. Um, it's just like LED tubing 
cool that you can get on Amazon, and I'm just uh, sticking that to... I'm making it sound very simple. It actually involves a lot of soldering, which is proving to be insanely frustrating. But it's mm. it's coming. Anyway, neither here nor there. I'm an introvert. I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, so I can be lazy asking friends, but also sometimes it just doesn't occur to me because hmm. I'm like, this is fine. Hmm. Well, I think the pandemic has given us the opportunity to reevaluate a lot of things mm-hmm. in our lives. And I think some people are finding themselves pulled uh, toward going deeper in in relationships, mm-hmm. you know, because they are tired of being alone. Dad's friend um, said he is an extreme introvert, and he said to Dad the other day on the phone, he said, "I think I've reached the end of my introversion. <laughs> he is ready for some people." So there's actually science mm-hmm. behind why women, in particular, are drawn toward friendship in a pandemic. Um, We've all heard about the fight-or-flight response to Mm -hmm. crisis, right? Newer studies of the differences between men and women's brains have revealed something very interesting. That when stressed, men go to flight or fight. Women instinctively tend and befriend. That's fascinating and makes a lot of biological sense. Like, uh, from an, and and I use this term in, in the sense that I believe things have evolved. People have evolved. I do not believe that we evolved from a single celled organism. So, when I say from an evolutionary standpoint, um, it makes sense. Well, survival, right? Women women with offspring or even female animals with offspring Mm -hmm. tend to um, find other females with Mm -hmm. offspring and they support each other. Uh, Yeah, well, and yes, it's sort of a safety numbers thing, but it's also even today, if if a strange man I don't know asks me for my number, I will probably give it to him and then block his number because it is safer than saying no. Mm. because he might go crazy. Mm-hmm. So what does that got to do with tending and befriending? Because even, like, obviously that's sort of a fake out, but I know that it is safer to be welcoming and friendly and polite mm. for me, and it shouldn't be, it's not fair, but right. that is the safer way for me to go right. than to be assertive hmm. in, in, in that way. Well, thankfully, I'm so old, men are not likely to ask for my number. <laughs> well, still... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think, you know, even though it's primarily women who do the tend and befriend thing in a crisis, we all need, men and women, we all need friends who know us well. They know what we struggle with. They know our insecurities. They know our pain and our past. People who know it all and love us anyway. Mm -hmm. We need friends who accept us as we are, but also will nurture us in areas where we're weak and challenge us. Mm-hmm. as well. And as much as I'm really tempted to go deep into what makes a great friendship and how to find and fix them in this podcast, <laughs> I've already done that in one of my books. Yeah. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to offer a free copy of my book, Friend Me, to each listener. Oh, wow. That um, goes onto my website, donnacarter.org. Um, you'll see um, uh, a place to click for a free book. And all we're asking is that you pay for the shipping, which is about $6. Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's a thing. But um, having offered that, now I feel free to not 
cover what makes a great friendship or how Mm -hmm. to find and fix them. I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about the five types of friends that every Christian needs to be all that she can be. So the first kind of friend we all need is mentors. We need people who have greater maturity in some area where we need to grow. Now, this person may not be older than you. She may have just been taught by the Holy Spirit through her unique life experience, lessons you have yet to learn. Uh, The mentor in my life right now uh, lives her life with a constant awareness of eternity so that like everyone who walks this earth will spend eternity somewhere. Mm -hmm. She lives with her eyes wide open for people that God places in her path and she prays for them. On any given day, there are about a hundred people who don't know Jesus listed in her journal who she prays for daily. I don't even know that many people. (laughs) Well, and she's looking. Right? She's looking because she realizes everybody's going to live somewhere forever. She's so right, and that's so wonderful. It literally makes me shiver because that is exhausting to even think about to me. <laughs> that is not my particular gifting. She, well, this, well, you know who it is. Her, I do. Her yeah. name is yeah. Helene, and she prays for people's salvation. She prays for needs that she knows they have. She prays for the opportunity to share Christ with them. And then she watches and listens for ways to show her genuine love for them. So she does that by making calls, sending cards. She sets up lunch and coffee dates, or at least she does when COVID's not a thing. Mm. Um, She contacts two or three people each day from her list. Her passion, Helene's passion to reach the unbelieving people in her world in such a gentle and loving and genuine way has challenged and changed me. I now also have a long list of names in my journal that I pray for. Not a hundred. All of them are <laughs> but me. But a decently long list. No, no, they're not all you. <laughs> um, I, and I also look for ways to reach out in practical kindness. And, to, and I offer to pray with people. And I find it so interesting that no one has ever said no to me when I offer to pray for them. Even... Like and to pray with like with them right in that moment, even total strangers never say no to me, and often they have tears. It means a lot to them. So there are many, many ways we need others to build into us. Um, do you have mentors in your life right now? Um, spiritual men- mentors, you would probably be the only one. Um, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. I could do worse. Um, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. In terms of, like, life, leadership, general doing stuff mentors, yeah, I do. Um, people who I just, I so appreciate how they approach the world and people and relationships. Um, one of them being my sister. Don't tell her I said that. Um, <laughs> she'll never hear. She'll no never listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't listen. I don't think. Uh, I'd be surprised if she did. Anyway, um, she can listen to us rant and rave anytime she wants. She just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she wanted to hear that, she'd call me, mm. which she never does. She's very busy. She's a teacher. I, she's wonderful. Um, I really mm. appreciate how intentional she is about her relationships. Mm-hmm. Like she's in she's an extrovert, but she doesn't just um, seek friendship 
to sate that need in her. Mm -hmm. She seeks friendship to build into other people. Mm -hmm. um, And she's very intentional about it. She's very intentional with how she communicates, which is not something that I have in my (laughs) life. Um, I kind of just throw words at the wall and hope none of them are offensive. I would say that both you and Kendall are mentors to me in some ways. You know, I'll definitely your, your, take that. Your social consciousness, um, for sure, and Kendall's intentionality. Yeah. You know, the fact everything she does has good research and reasons behind yeah. it. Yeah. She's just pretty amazing. Very purposeful and impressive given that, I mean, maybe it's a coping mechanism. She really struggled to make choices as a child. Oh, And she, she still kind of does. So I think researching. You're probably right. Yeah. Helps her make that decision. And once she knows what she's doing, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And so she can be intentional about it. I'm yeah. kind of like, let's go left. <laughs> I'm pretty flighty in my decision making. So uh, not always, but not always, but in some yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of ways that we need others to build into us. And we're probably not going to find one mentor who can help us grow in every area where we need to grow. But I really believe everybody should have at least one mentor in their life, especially someone who can help you grow spiritually. That relationship may form organically, like it did between Helene and me. We were both involved in the same um, women's um, uh, sort of a Bible study. The Alpha, it was the Alpha course at the time, and um, we were both helping to lead, and we just found real affinity with each other. Um, you might need to ask somebody, and that's okay, too. I did that with my speaking mentor years ago. Don't hesitate to ask. It's actually a great honor to mm-hmm. be thought of highly enough to be invited to influence somebody else, right? I asked one of my clients at work. Oh, did you actually? Oh, yeah. Wow. She's great. And she probably was really flattered. Yeah, and then COVID rolled out, so yeah. we had to not. But. Shoot. Um, well, yeah, you know, it, if you're um, more mature than somebody else and you think there's somebody in your life that you could mentor... Um, you should know that it's usually really welcome when a more mature woman comes alongside a young woman and simply offers friendship. Mm -hmm. The mentoring may just happen naturally. Either way, Scripture tells us we need mentors. Uh, Titus 2, 3-5 in the New Living says, Older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, (laughs) which... That's not a COVID thing. Yeah. <laughs> to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. So just settle down. I haven't Being said anything. Isn't, I haven't said we anything. We are also told to be mutually submissive. Anyway, let's not get on that thing. Um, Women are equal to men. Yes, they are. Yeah. And we believe that's what the Bible teaches in every way. Um th- Let's see. Um, So the passage, (laughs) uh, the bunny trail, um, this passage says that older women should mentor the younger. I'm not really sure what the definition of older is, but everyone's older than someone, right? Everybody find a buddy. uh, And in some way, in some way they may be older, you know. Um, You are a bit of an old soul. And so. I've heard that. But also a baby. In yeah, so also, many ways. Also that. I'm only little. <laughs> so the second kind of friend we should all have is a mentee. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's actually a word. If it is. Well, it's it's certainly common vernacular. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it is a word, imagine if your mentor quit on you, you'd be demented. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <sighs> 
Many of us feel that we don't have much to offer another person, but that is just not true. Bill Nye, the science guy, said something really profound. He said, everyone you will ever meet knows something you don't. Mm -hmm. And the reverse is also true. You know something others don't. So I, I want to just encourage our listeners, the next time you pick up your journal, list the things that you've learned to get to the place you are today in personal and, and spiritual maturity. So here's some examples, and then, Kevin, I'm going to get you to give some. Okay. So how to manage your anger. How to balance family, career, and ministry. Mm-hmm. How to live with illness. How to trust God when his ways don't make sense to you. Can you think of something you've learned that... Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of them are very specific, very practical. Mm-hmm. Um, how to live with a roommate. How to... How, how to have an adult relationship, how to communicate, yeah, how, how, how to communicate in a way that the other person will actually hear you hmm. um, and what you're saying rather than what they're feeling, um, how to make people feel important and, and, and heard. Uh, oh, there's just so many. How to hire and fire. How to hire and fire, That's yeah. in the last Yeah, I had to months. let somebody go at work the other day, and apparently I did it wrong, which is really unfortunate, because it's not not in the way I presented the message, but I didn't uh, take the appropriate steps beforehand, so... To make sure that his to make, work was To make covered. sure everyone was supported, and that sucks, and I don't feel great about that, but it's... It is but what it is, you and now something. I learned, yep, I and, had to learn that lesson some way, yeah. and this is how I learned it. Yeah. Yeah. Bummer. It's it's really a huge responsibility to be an example to somebody, to be <sighs> a mentor to somebody, right? Yes. I will <laughs> never forget. I used to be in a band, and a girl that liked our band was, I think, in early junior high, and she had to write a paper about people that inspired her, and she wrote about me, or, like, role models. She wrote about me, and I'm 17, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cool. But, you know, if you've got kids, you know that they'll tend to pick up on the one thing that you wish you'd never said or done, mm-hmm. right? And then they'll mimic it. But the reality is that whether with our children or with others who watch us, we cannot not teach. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really important phrase. You cannot not teach. Mm-hmm. We're always teaching something to the people who watch us. Um, in, in Corinthians 11, 1, Paul encouraged others to do something terrifying. He said, and you should follow my example, just as I follow Christ. Can you imagine saying that to someone? So I'll follow Jesus, follow Jesus and you follow, you follow me, me and, and we good? we'll all be good. Yeah. I mean, Paul wasn't perfect and, and obviously neither are we or obviously neither am I. Mm-hmm. How dare you? <laughs> but the example that we that we can set can be how to adjust course when we blow it, right? So who are your mentors at this point and who is mentoring you? Or who, who, Those are the no, same thing. That's the same thing. <laughs> who are you mentoring? That's what I'm trying to ask. Is there somebody in your life that you're... Um, I mean, I think... So I have this wonderful, wonderful group of friends um, who... They always say we're like the group 
like the cast from the Sex and the City. There's four of us, and I'm like, I've never seen it, but sure. Um, With less sex. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what they get up to. We don't talk about it. Your husband's in Australia. My husband's in Australia, but I don't know what they're doing. Um, Yeah, and and I think it's, we do have sort of a symbiotic relationship because all of us are really great at really different things. Um, and so I think I'm both mentor and mentee in that situation. Oh, same, that's cool. Same with, same with another one of my friends. She's going through a really difficult time. She's going through a divorce mm-hmm. and I'm kind of coaching and I've never been divorced, but I'm kind of coaching her through grief and respecting her own feelings because grief is genuinely her, her deepest fear. And, um, so I'm I'm coaching her through these feelings and how to feel them and how to respect them and then how to move on and um but you know she's the same person that taught me how to live with a roommate. So our relationship has flipped more recently, but um yeah, and but then of course I'm also in a leadership position at work. Um and so I'm quite literally coaching several women, a growing number of women. Um, and my boss is a woman who's older than me and I'm learning a lot from her. One of the things I appreciate most about her is if I say something that bothers her or like hurts her feelings or rubs her the wrong way, she will make, she will ask me if we can talk and then we'll go, can you tell me what you meant by this or what you were like, what the thought was behind it or like Mm. what you were trying to do. She gives me the opportunity, like she doesn't even if she assumes intention, she doesn't get carried away with that. She right. gives me the opportunity to explain what I was trying to which do. Which is brilliant. Which is so brilliant. And it somehow never occurred to me to do that. But yeah. it, it's amazing. And it's such a relief to know that if I do something that bothers her, she's going to let me know. Right. Right. And she's also going to give me the opportunity to explain. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a genius way to tell someone like something they've done bothered you without being accusatory right it's genius right it's amazing um so i've got i've got loads i'm a lot of them are from work but i've also got some friendships that are kind of mutually mentoring mentorship yeah Yeah. cool um the third type of friendship that i think we all need is a christian peer Mm. often this will be our deepest friendship um just because we can share our faith and Mm -hmm. we have our faith in common too so we can share on a spiritual level as well as all the other ways we share with a friend. Um, this kind of friendship can also be the hardest one to find, and it and could be because it does tend to be a pretty intimate friendship, and maybe we're afraid of letting ourselves be truly known, mm-hmm. or because we're just too busy. Mm. Uh, or both. It does take a lot of time to develop a great friendship. Mm-hmm. But if we allow any of those barriers to keep us from investing in a spiritual friendship, we're really cheating ourselves. Yeah. Some of the traits of uh, spiritual peer friendship that I expand on in my book, my book that you can get for free if you go on my <laughs> website, um, are, oh, by the way, the book's called Friend Me. Yeah. Um, some of these traits are affinity, availability, authenticity, the ability to be at ease together, mm-hmm. affirmation, acceptance, accountability, and assistance. So is this... Do you have, is this the kind of friend you have in your life right now? (sighs) Right now, I mean, the person that comes closest to that description, we both, (laughs) we both struggle with borderline personality disorder. 
which means we both tend to retreat. Mm. Um, and so we don't see each other very often. We don't even really talk very often. When we do, it's like we never left. Um, but And we have always very much pushed each other spiritually. But uh, the short answer is no. If I'm being totally honest and vulnerable here. Kendall is that person in your life to some degree, isn't she? To some degree, but Kendall and I are not close. We love each other very much. Mm -hmm. We're not friends. Mm. Um, I feel like you talk about some pretty intimate stuff, though. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I talk about intimate stuff with everybody. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm on this podcast. Oversharing. Yeah, talking about my entire life. Um, Yeah, Kendall and I are, are... sisters and love each other very much and like each other quite a bit i mean i i like her i can't, I can't speak for her uh but you know we're, we're just so different yeah yeah we're really just are. so different she certainly will challenge me i do not challenge her but that has a lot more to do with who i i guess the relationship we have mm-hmm. but she she does challenge me mm-hmm. and she she straight up says like i'm going to challenge you on that mm-hmm. which i to me, that is such a loving thing to say and to do. Yeah. Because um, if she didn't care, she wouldn't say anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. yeah, you're right to some extent. I wouldn't say that we are, like, deeply close and intimate. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sisters. Yeah. And we love each other very much. Yeah. Um, but we're not We're not friends. I really hope that wouldn't hurt her feelings. I don't think it would. I don't think it would. Yeah. We certainly wouldn't be friends if we weren't sisters. Yeah. I'll put it that okay. way. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Um, no, we're getting a little bit short of time here. Okay. Another type of friend would be a non-Christian peer. Mm-hmm. And this is so important because how can we ever influence the forever address of people if we have no close relationships with non-Christians, mm-hmm. right? And it, the stats say it takes multiple relationships with authentic Christians, authentic Christians, yeah. before most people will accept Christ. Mm-hmm. We need real friendships with people outside the faith. People can smell it a mile away if you see them as a project. Yeah. It's got to be authentic. Um, Colossians 3.17 says, our deeds authenticate our faith. It says, whatever you do or say, do it as a rep- representative of the Lord Jesus. I mean, people don't really care if Christianity is true if they don't see that it's good. Yeah. That instead of bringing division and criticism into the world, it, shame. It, yeah, it brings help and hope. So you've got a lot of that kind of friends, and I do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fifth kind of it, but let me just stop and say, a lot of Christians don't. They oh, don't yeah. have any non-Christian peers in their life. And you didn't until you were, problem. like, well into your 40s at least. Um, That's probably true. Uh, no. No, I would say my 30s. Okay, your Yeah, because in Chilliwack I did for sure. Okay. Okay, so the fifth kind of friendship we need is friendship with God. And, I mean, that all seems very obvious. But <laughs> we, we do need to set aside time to spend time with God regularly. Mm-hmm. But we can also just intentionally acknowledge and sense Jesus' presence in the moment, just doing day-to-day things. Think of the things that you do with your friends. Yeah. You know, you, you maybe go shopping, you walk, you eat. How could you invite Jesus into those experiences? Mm -hmm. One of the things I've done for years is to take walks with Jesus. And I talk to him right out loud as Mm -hmm. I'm walking. And I love that. 
Eating, I mean, most of us thank God for our food, right? So maybe that idea is not so weird. And shopping, <laughs> you know, Jesus, does this make my butt look big? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, you know what? I think we'd come out of the fitting rooms feeling a lot better about ourselves if we went shopping with Jesus. That's probably true. Right? Probably right, yep. Friendship is so important. And so um, our friends help us become who they are, and they're a powerful tool that God uses us to shape us into the person that he wants us to be. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have these five kinds of friends in your your life, start recruiting. Find someone who can build into your life as you build into someone else's. Invest in friendships with peers inside and outside the faith. And by all means, deepen your friendship with God. Mm -hmm. That's it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.